In every film or TV show, there are minor characters that change the course of the story. Our goal is to explore these characters and give them stories of their own. This is There Are No Small Parts. Norm Parker pulled on his leather gloves and stared out his office window at the glistening streets of New York City. He listened to the sounds of the emptying office as an army of workers pulled on their long coats and exited the cubicles. Standing by his desk, he watched the crowds of people pushing past each other, hailing cabs during the early rush hour. He knew that soon he would be one of them. Norm stood in his doorway, waiting for the rest of the workforce to leave. He didn't like riding in packed elevators, so he didn't mind letting everyone else trip over themselves to rush home. Besides, no one was waiting for him. Norman Parker considered himself to be a straightforward realist. However, his co-workers used different words to describe him. He was a consummate professional, never rude or inappropriate, though he wasn't known to be kind either. Norm grew up in the Midwest and was raised by his mother, Maud. She was a strong, warm woman that held her own in a town where many folks believed that single motherhood was a social disease. Maud made sure that her kids, Norm and his sister, had the best lives possible. Over the years, Norm watched as his mother was dismissed and belittled. He observed that the world was a harsh place and that its people weren't capable of change. So he eventually took this education and put it to good use. He became an attorney. As a child, it was his plan to grow up and help people like his mom. But that plan didn't work out quite as well as he'd hoped. By the time he finished law school, Norm was engaged and settled for a job that provided security over purpose. After 15 years, Norm gave up on romantic notions of fighting for the little guy or standing up for truth and justice. Those ideas worked better on movie screens and the pages of paperback novels. Now he was newly divorced and nearly 40 and Norm didn't feel like he made much of a difference at all. And he could sometimes convince himself that he made peace with that. Norm stepped out into a wet November evening. It was autumn, but that later half of the season when the leaves crack under your feet and the sky was a solid gray. He navigated the sidewalk, sidestepping the people that dashed past him. Norm raised his gloved hand with all the confidence of a veteran New Yorker and had no trouble getting a cab to stop. But as he tried to get in, another man, reeking of desperation, offered to pay for it. Norm scoffed at his unpreparedness, but took his money anyway. What a sucker, Norm thought to himself. The second time around, Norm had a little more trouble hailing his evening taxi than usual. 
but by the time the gray sky slipped into shades of purple, he had arrived at his apartment building. He tried and failed to slip quietly by the building's new doorman. Hey there, the man called out. What's your name? Are you excited for the holiday? Norm didn't stop. It's Norman, he answered. Norm, that's a great name, a strong name. Got any plans for Thanksgiving? Norm had made it halfway through the lobby, and the doorman continued to call out to him. So Norm stopped and walked back to the man. What's your name? Norm asked as he angrily approached. Uh, the man pointed to his shirt. D Davis. Norm nodded. Right, Davis, it's nice to meet you. Davis's face lit up. Oh, it's nice. Norm cut him off by lifting his hand. Davis, Norm continued, I don't appreciate being accosted at my own apartment building. I also don't think that yelling in the lobby is very professional. Do you? Davis's cheeks turned dark red, and he looked down at his feet. Norm had this kind of effect on people. No, sir, Davis responded. I'm sorry. Norm sighed, shaking off any momentary guilt. Don't apologize, Norm said. Just do better next time. Davis continued to look at his feet until another resident arrived and engaged him in conversation. Norm took the opportunity to slip away unnoticed and quietly hop in the elevator alone. The door to Norm's apartment looked bare in comparison to the others adorned with wreaths and Thanksgiving hand turkeys. The inside of his place also felt empty, especially since his ex-wife had successfully cleared out her belongings over the past few months. Norm sometimes imagined his neighbors shaking their heads as they passed his door, speculating that he just couldn't move on from the ruins of his broken marriage. But then, Norm remembered that he didn't care what his neighbors thought. Just as he hung his coat in the closet, the phone began to ring. Norm checked his watch. Norman Parker, he answered. Norm, I need you to take Jenny a night early. Can I drop her off in an hour? Norm closed his eyes and clenched his teeth at the sound of his ex-wife's voice. Deb, we had a plan. Just once can we stick to the plan. There was a pause on the phone, followed by a child's voice. Daddy, Mommy said we're going to have a sleepover, Jenny exclaimed. Norm felt his jaw loosen. Of course, sweetie. Tell your mom she can bring you over tonight. Deb knew that Norman had exactly one soft spot, and she had no problem using it to her advantage. That was low, Norman told Deb when she took back the phone. Maybe, Deb replied, but it was also resourceful. Norm let out a short chuckle. I heard that. Deb teased before hanging up the phone. Norm headed down to the lobby, hoping in vain that Davis's shift had ended. The two men waited in silence as the cab pulled up with Jenny and Deb inside. Hello, Mr. Doorman, Jenny called out. Oh, uh, 
Davis looked at Norm as if asking permission to speak. This is Davis, Norm said, grabbing Jenny's hand. Not knowing what to say, Davis just smiled as Norm brought his daughter inside. Ever since the divorce, Norm and Jenny had a different relationship. Parenting alone was a new sensation, something that he never expected would happen. He still remembered how he felt when his own father left nearly 35 years ago, and he wondered if she would understand that story now. He never wanted his daughter to grow up as fast as he did. And he was afraid that discussions about what happened to their family might speed up the process. Jenny, conversely, seemed to have no trouble finding things to say to Norm. Daddy, can we have ice cream for dinner? Jenny asked as they reached the top of the apartment building. Hmm. The question made Norm remember something from earlier in the day. That strange interaction with the man and the taxi. I actually made an extra $75 today. How about we go out and get ice cream? But only if you eat a vegetable first. Jenny laughed as Norm hurriedly ran into the apartment just to throw on his coat. He basked in the sound, warming his soul as if it were pure sunshine. The duo raced back to the elevator, eager to start their dinner adventure. They sped through the lobby, and Jenny waved goodbye to Davis, who said nothing. Daddy, Jenny whispered in a way that wasn't any quieter than talking, I think that man is afraid of us. Norm slowed to a stop. He looked down at his daughter's bright, hazel eyes. She had his mother's eyes. Come on, he said quietly, guiding Jenny back to the front door. Davis looked straight out, pretending not to notice them. Norm reached into his wallet, pulling out a crumpled $75. Sir, Norm said sternly, and Davis finally looked his way. For your impeccable service this evening, I hope you'll accept this tip. Davis's eyes lit up, and Norm could tell that he fought back the urge to hug him. Thank you, Norman. This is very generous. Are you sure? Norm smiled back. Yes, I got it from a strange man today, desperate for my cab. I think you deserve it more than I do. You can call me Norm, by the way. And this is my daughter, Jenny. Jenny gave a toothy grin. She's going to be spending Thanksgiving with me. As he walked away, Jenny looked at her father in awe. Don't look at me like that. I'm not a hero or anything, Norm said lightheartedly. He thought back to that frantic man that had been so desperate for a cab. Norm wondered if that man had his own Jenny waiting for him at home. He said he was late for a flight, Norm thought. I hope he got where he needs to go. But the truth was, he didn't. Not yet, anyway. That desperate man's name was Neil Page. And because Norm had held him up, his cab was stolen by someone else, leading him on the absolute worst travel experience of his lifetime. But by the end of it all, Neil made a lifelong friend 
and was a better person for it. And it was all because of Norm, the attorney. I guess he made a difference after all. So as you can see, in the film, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, there are no small parts. <laughs>